good half mile off any provincially plowed road, and the driveway hadn't shown any fresh tracks, but they couldn't rule it out. The map didn't have it, but the hydroelectric plant was less than a mile farther south. It was supposed to make use of the old mine shafts in the area to produce enough power to light up most of Quebec City and parts of northern Maine into the 21st century and beyond. Construction on the new plant had been halted a couple of months back, but he was sure the old Jackson Mine building was still there, and it might be just the place for a lost little girl to seek shelter, or for a killer to hide a body. The moonlight dimmed, and a few fresh snowflakes began to filter their way down as Thibodeau made his way through the bare patches and drifts. The trees here were spaced a good distance apart, their lower branches gray and stunted, and a snapped twig under his foot sounded as loud as a gunshot. He knew his way around well enough to keep from getting lost. In any case, the road down to the hydro compound was probably still impossible to get through by car. They'd stopped construction late that fall when the first heavy storm blew in. He never could understand the idiot who organized that whole project. Winters in this remote area of Canada were a bitch, and nobody but that special contractor who was, incidentally, originally from California, thought they could get the place finished without building a quality road to it first. Now there was no doubt that contractor was out of a job. But it was too late for the road. The ground was rutted, frozen hard as a rock and covered with a foot of snow. So the plant just sat like some huge hibernating beast, waiting for the scientists and construction workers to wake it up in the spring. A few more minutes of walking, and he came to a break in the trees, and the entire vast unfinished compound spread out below him, a huge and gaping hole in the earth with several small buildings scattered around it, including the old mining building beside the frozen river. The river itself cut through the woods directly below at the foot of a steep bank scattered with small saplings and naked shrubs. It sat as a silent warning, like a line drawn in the dirt by a childhood bully. Cross it and you're going to get yours. The scope of the thing was remarkable. Until now he'd never seen the place, and standing here at the edge, he found it lived up to the stories he'd heard in town. Hell, it blew the stories out of the water. Trees had been cut down for what seemed like miles in every direction. The place looked like the center of an atomic bomb blast, the half-completed buildings dotting its edge like props for a toy train set. Standing there gaping, it took him several minutes to realize that something seemed out of place. Something more than just this alien blast site in the middle of dense woods. In another second, he knew what that thing was and crouched behind the trunk of the biggest tree he could find on the upper slope, trying to calm his thudding heart. Partially hidden behind the old wooden mine building just across the river was a snowmobile, cleaned of snow and with what looked like fresh tracks behind it. He killed the beam of the flashlight and slipped it into his coat pocket. The flakes had stopped falling again, and the light of the moon was enough out here. He felt the sweat inside his mittens and the shake in his legs, and the fiery rush of adrenaline lit up his body like an electric shock. There's nobody else around. You could be dealing with a fucker right here, right now, just you and him, one-on-one. -on -one. He scanned the entire complex slowly, watching for any movement or light or bit of smoke. Nothing. Come on now.
She could still be alive. He unzipped his jacket and pulled his thirty-eight out of its holster, trying desperately to keep his hand steady. There was no time to get help. He might have been seen. Slipping out from the protection of the tree trunk, he made his way down the steep bank, stumbling and sliding until he reached the ice at the bottom. Nothing stirred, and he hurried across the frozen river towards the closest structure, a half-completed building along the right edge of the pit. Out in the open, he was painfully aware of how vulnerable he was under the moonlight, with the snow crunching under his heavy boots. He would have to move fast. He made it to the corner of the building without incident, and leaned carefully around the other side. The complex looked like a ghost town. The entire side of this structure was open, and great drifts of snow filled the intersection, its surface completely smooth. Moving out and around it, he kept the gun held out at arm's length, like he'd seen cops do in movies. He'd never...